Attention, everybody. We want to send big thanks to Mike Dominic. He's our first Patreon donor. We want to send big thanks to Mike Dominic. He makes us smile till we can't no more. Y'all heard. heard a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, uh, you know, the two of us ask you to indulge us while we share with you some things that we have noticed over the past week that we really think should be on your radar if you ever expect to get anywhere in this world with a smile on your face. For a split second, I thought you said adult us as a reference to adulting, and I agree with you. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know, you needed to know. Woo! Pete, how are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. Do I tell everyone about your mishap? Well, I had a wonderful week at my mom's house. Uh, The weather was beautiful. I fixed a lawnmower. I mowed a bunch of grass. I fixed a computer. I I just did a I cut a bunch of trees and in the process of cutting a bunch of trees, I contracted poison ivy. <laughs> which is that uh, what you say you contracted it? That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay. What would you say? I caught it. I touched poison ivy. Every single time I go to my mom's house and do yard work, I inevitably come back to my normal life with uh. An injury of some sort. On the first day I got there, I cut a bunch of like thorny vines and I mm-hmm. piled them up. And then I was pulling some out and I walked backwards right into a pile of thorny vines Ooh. and chopped my legs up all over the place. And I was like, awesome. My, for, my injury's over for the trip. But then Aww. two days later, I had poison ivy. And, um, yeah, just me personally. It seems to stick with me a long time. Like, I'm on prednisone now, and it's supposed to be done, but a new part just popped up, and it's really itchy. So Oh, great. I'm hoping right, that by then. Sunday, I'm all clear. I would rip my skin off. Yeah. When I get chicken pox, I rip the chicken pox off. When I had flea bites, don't ask <laughs> listeners, uh, I ripped the flea bites off. I have so many scars all over my body. I have a problem. Uh, and I think I'm going to ask the question that all our listeners are asking themselves. It's Did not you tell on your my mother? <laughs> no, it's not on that. <laughs> but good to know. Did you tell your mother I said hello? Of course. Good. Okay. Because I love Pete's mother very much. Yeah. Um, in fact, when I got there, I was like, oh, I should have kidnapped Marissa on the way down. And yeah, that would be fun. But you had your Victorian oh, picnic my Victorian that weekend. Picnic. Yes. Yeah, 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 okay. Gotcha. Other than that, tomorrow and Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to be the only person in my department at work. Couldn't be happier. Good for you. I wish I was the only person. I'm no, I don't. So much done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that the other two people hold me back from doing things, but it's just like I can, you know play the music and not have headphones on and not ask people to repeat themselves all the time because when they come in and start talking to me, I have headphones on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Marissa, how are you doing? I'm pretty okay. Um, My air conditioner doesn't work, but other than that, um, I'm knee deep in taking hip hop classes. Mm -hmm. Um, Knee pad deep. I don't wear knee pads. (laughs) Yeah, true. Very true. I'm starting to play Sims 4 again. And um, is there anything that has happened that I should be telling the listeners I don't remember? I don't know because we haven't been in really great contact. (laughs) I Uh, disappeared to New Jersey and didn't really talk to anybody. Um, I checked in with you a few times, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listeners, I enrolled in Improv 2. Woo. Starting in July, we'll probably have to do split episodes, but also, if at you live in Philly, of, I promise everyone I'd let them see me. Yes, what? at the end of Improv 2, you have to do like a bigger performance? I don't know. Well. 
Guess Let we'll that see. Be to you, listener. <laughs> so, guys, but you know, you're gonna see me transform into a hip hop improv impresario. I don't really. Know that, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that icebreaker. Oh wait! Before we have an icebreaker, we need to hear from our old friend. Hi everybody, it's James. I would like to confirm that a red rocket is indeed the tip of a dog's peen. Um, It's very funny to me. I feel like I say red rocket, red rocket all the time, knowing what it means, hoping that people don't know what it means, so I get a secret chuckle. Also, the umbrellas that we have at work have a red tip, and so whenever anyone goes to take one, I ask them if they're taking the red rocket out in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, James. I really like when James' phone calls. Like, he doesn't say goodbye. He's just like, ha, 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 hangs up. Thanks for calling, because I wasn't going to fact-check myself and Google what is a red rocket. And also, I like that he says, I always say red rocket, red rocket, as if he says it in pairs. <laughs> like, red rover, red rover. Yeah. He, yeah, I like that. He left another Thank voicemail, you. too, but uh, I wasn't going to play that one. And that one, he is exposing me to all the listeners because he and I had a conversation where we were complaining about how much it sucks to mow the grass, only for him to discover partway through the conversation that my mom, in fact, has a riding lawnmower, and he has a push lawnmower, and so he is walking around for two hours. I am sitting on my ass for two hours and steering. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you can't complain anymore. So his, yeah, his message started with, y'all heard that Pete has a tractor. I like that. That's actually pretty funny. Yes. So if you want to call and be featured on the show, you can call us at 570-PODWOD1. And shout out to Cam. Thank you for following us on Twitter. As you see, we don't have many Twitter followers. Cam got us up to double digits. (laughs) (laughs) Don't unfollow us, Cam. Please don't unfollow us. (laughs) Icebreaker. So Mm -hmm. I told you this beforehand but i put no thought into it myself if you could go viral tomorrow for any reason what would you want to go viral for and why do you think you would probably go viral so i would want to go viral for my victorian instagram videos where i give people fake neo-victorian advice Mm -hmm. because i think it's very good and i would like to go viral have you seen this hispanic girl doing this victorian shit like, that's my dream. Why would I really go viral? Because somebody caught me dancing in public real bad <laughs> and recorded me because I do dance real bad when I think nobody's looking. Um, like, without a doubt, I would be dancing. When you said that, I was just like, that's not even, like, that interesting of an answer, but it's 100% accurate, and I sometimes wonder if I will become viral by mistake. Not in a cool way. Marissa and I have existed in the world for a period long enough that when I was in Scranton and I saw somebody dancing their heart out all alone in the street, I could only take a picture of it. Like, it didn't enter your mind that you could take a video of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's one time where I remember Marissa and I, I'm pretty sure Marissa and I were there, uh, and we were just like, wow, look at that guy go. Where was he in Scranton? It was just, like, there was some sort of, like, uh, outdoor something or other going on. Oh, in my mind, he's just, like, standing on City Hall, no music. Yeah, there was music nearby, though. Okay, (laughs) That that is where he was standing, though. Okay, I Um, like it. Closely related, and again, yet another tease for the audience. Before the show, I was going to ask, this is an icebreaker, what what songs do you listen to to amp yourself up for the podcast? (laughs) For the podcast? (laughs) Normally, I'm just sitting here. None? Like, if I'm good one week, I'm ready, and then I'm kind of, like, hanging out at my computer, keeping myself busy, listening yeah. to some music, waiting for Marissa. This week, I was just sorting through folders, and I'm like, what's in this folder? What's in this folder? And I've always had this folder in my music folder, this subfolder, and it says Midget. And I'm like, I remember that's something that I ripped off of a CDR, and when Windows or whatever it was went to get the album information for some reason it just picked up this album information and i didn't bother to change it and i was like but i wonder what it was that i ripped and it is three tracks of your music marissa (laughs) my music like what kind of music it's uh i said japanese shit no there's a song called camouflage 
But see, I don't think these are actually the names of the songs because I think these are the names of the songs from the artist Midget on an album called Camouflage. I don't know who Midget is at all. No, no, no. Midget isn't anything real. It's just I popped in the CD and I was in too much of a hurry to fix it. So one of these days we'll we'll try to figure it out. But I don't think I can play it through the house, as we would say, if we had a studio. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, maybe I'll send them over to you. I only amp myself up for dates and punk shows. There's nothing else I amp myself up for. I would just like to know. I know what you mean. I'm constantly amped, so. (laughs) I mean, I just decide to go into everything else lethargic. When I'm going on a date, I listen to uh, Hanging on the Telephone by Blondie. And when I'm going to a punk show, I just put on a random compilation. Also, I don't even know why I listen to that Blondie song. But anyway. I would uh, 125% go viral for accidentally saying something really stupidly offensive. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he would. (laughs) Not even registering that it would be perceived as offensive in some way and then just get raked across the goal. (laughs) Or caption, look at this whitey screaming, fuck you pigs. On World Star. I'm the, I'm the person in the picture or video, okay, guys? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pete is the whitey. But I don't know what I would want to go viral for. I didn't really figure that one out. Uh, Do you have any suggestions? Being that whitey. <laughs> You're a <laughs> you big. No, what I would want to. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, I felt like that was one of the same. Yeah. Um, Look at this. Look at this. Me- Let's say white man again when it wasn't even necessary to say Look at this man influencing children, like like footage from your class, being like, this is the, look at the teacher, no. he is molding young minds. Is that what you want? You went so bad that I am satisfied with sandwich portraits. <laughs> okay. And what I think would be funny is if sandwich portraits went viral now, after doing it for almost 10 years. <laughs> oh my God, he. And Ow. we're crashing and burning. James is like, really carrying the whole website on his back this year. <laughs> he's Maybe done, you should gift it to him. He's done half the posts, but uh, he is, for those of you who aren't familiar with the site, James is really into sandwiches and food and stuff, and I can take a good picture and write the copy and everything, and so he's been helping out quite a bit lately. You've told me before you wish you could not do it anymore, didn't you? I have. When I switched to every two weeks, that was what happened. And then after that, this year, I've been post, like, I did three this week, one next week, and one two weeks from that. So, like, I'm covering the amount, but they're coming in bursts. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Not that anybody's looking for my marketing rationale. And to be quite honest, when I did it on a weekly basis, a bi-weekly basis, or whenever the hell I want basis, it's all equally successful, so... (laughs) By that, he means so successful. So. So. Speaking of viral. Yeah, okay. Yeah, (laughs) speaking of viral. So, I hope I did this right, because I don't put too much background. Me and Pete, like, did, like, a joint topic, like, a really joint topic. Yes. So, I'm going to let you talk about bio and and how it got there and everything, right? Like, the song? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Okay, so hopefully Pete has played a clip of the song by now. I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse. You can whip your horse. <laughs> and I am going to talk about old time road town. Not old time. Old Town Road by Old Town Time Road. <laughs> uh, if you're a normal person who doesn't live under a rock, you would have known about this song forever. Never. I, on the other hand, learned about it like five yeah. days ago. Five days ago. Oh, that makes me feel even better because I sent you the Punch Up the Jams episode. That was the first time I ever heard it. And the whole entire episode, they're like, this song is everywhere. We usually don't do brand new songs. And I was just like, what are they talking about? Exactly. The song is everywhere. And the thing is, I heard people having conversations about it and how it was like a little bit controversial or like a point to to debate but i was like there's something i'm very stubborn in me and when something like really takes off i want to be like i don't give a shit yeah you think i care about that so i didn't care 
But then I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Page Seven, with like celebrity news, and they were talking about how fun the video is and how adorable the singer is and how charming he is. And I was like, mm, let me look at it. And then I was like, what? Hey, Thumbs you up hard for the video. What? Thumbs up really hard for the video. Great production. You threw Chris Rock in there. I'm like, what's Chris Rock doing here? I feel like there's a but, but like a thumbs down for the song. Go on. Okay. I personally love the song. Anyway. Oh God, love the so. song. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my blade. Cheated on my baby. You can go and ask. Again, you would have heard it by now, so I'm going to just talk about all the conversation I've been hearing about it. Mm -hmm. In the event that you have managed to not hear about all the controversy, this song, Old Town Road, is somewhat of a genre-defying creation, people might say, and it blends, like, banjo and bass and, like, it has a hip-hop vibe to it, but it also has a, a country vibe. It's definitely a mashup. And it debuted on Billboard's cross-genre Hot 100 chart, uh, hot R&B hip-hop songs chart and the hot country songs chart all at once. What? Uh, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Little, and I got this from Rolling Stone. Lil Nas X's career on the country chart, though, was very short-lived because Billboard quietly removed Old Town Road from hot country songs, from the hot country songs chart and informed his record label, Columbia Records, that his inclusion on the ranking was a mistake, uh, according <laughs> to an insider. Uh, wasn't wasn't so, that quiet, guys. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> so Billboard did not... Can you hear that alarm? Oh, yeah. We can all okay, hear it. That's cool. So Billboard didn't ever publicly announce the change, but it did release a statement to Rolling Stone. The publication said that, quote, upon further review, it was determined that Old Town Road by Lil Nas X does not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts. When determining genres, a few factors are examined, but first and foremost is musical composition. While Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. The fact that it specified it does not have enough elements of, quote, today's country music is very interesting oh, in yeah, and of itself. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so what is music, country music? According, what, how would you describe country music, Pete? Country music today? Mm, no, just country <laughs> music. Just country music. You know, I was running into it. I don't know that I necessarily have an answer for you because I was running into trouble with this because I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the first time that hip hop and country have crossed over. What about Everlast? Everlast was really big in the 2000s. But then when I looked up Everlast, there wasn't a, a lick of the word country. They just kept using blues over and over again. And I'm like, well, then what the hell's the difference between country and blues? Now, I know that there are different poles that you could take all the way to country and all the way to blues, but I think there's a lot of crossover in between, too. Um, and so, yeah, like, it, I, I don't know, but I think, yeah, I have my hypothesis about some of it. I was reading a country music television article, and it was so nuanced, and like... <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody, let's just take a pause. Marissa was reading a country music television article. <laughs> Isn't that what CMT stands for? It is. Yeah, exactly. I think it's funny that they have articles. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it was like, it was a little too insider, so I just went, I was like, let me keep this simple. I'm going to go to dictionary.com. Dictionary.com describes country music as a style and genre of largely string-accompanied American popular music, having roots in the folk music of the Southeast and cowboy music of the West, usually vocalized, generally simple in form and harmony, and usually is known to have romantic or melancholy ballads accompanied by acoustic or electric guitar, banjo, violin, and harmonica. Going by that, I would say, so Old Town Road, there is Lil Nas X's original song, and then he collaborated with Billy Ray Cyrus. The very the very first one is, I would say, pretty simple in form, like very simple in form, and it does have some like twangy elements to it, and like lyrically, he's making references to like, cowboy type stuff. Right. So I don't know. 
I, I don't think that, like, from the dictionary's definition, that it's really that far off. I mean, granted, it has a lot of hip-hop elements, but, like... But if you, like, sang an acoustic pop song and just used a bunch of hip-hop terms, it doesn't make it a rap song. Yeah. You know, I think, like, yeah. I think that's part of the point that they're making. And in a lot of ways, we can certainly have a discussion about this, Marissa. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's poking fun at sort of this cowboy lifestyle to some degree. And um, based on the success, I don't think it's as hard as he could have gone towards it. But I think it is a little tongue-in-cheek, but I don't think it's mean-spirited. Right. I well, don't but- think it's mean-spirited at all. And, I mean, like, let's see, what's a country music? Uh, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Do you know that song? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> it's about drinking all the time because yeah. it's five o'clock somewhere. Is that that's definitely a country song? Is that like known as like such a <laughs> peg such honor to country's traditions? <laughs> like my point that sounds is more like a Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think this isn't like the most heinous. And yeah. then again, I, I get it. It's not just lyrically, but I do think there's like a twangy element that definitely makes it not your traditional rap song. Right. That said, what does Lil Nas X say to the fact that that's not country? Lil Nas X says, I don't care. Give me money. <laughs> no, Lil Nas... You're just cynical, you bitch. No, this, Lil- dude, is, this dude is raking in money. <laughs> Lil Nas X I don't said, care what you call it. I'm getting paid. He says the song is country trap. It's not one and it's not the other. It's both. It should be on both charts. And, you know, I see that. I definitely don't think it's a straight-up country song, but I do think it belongs on both. And when he first dropped the album, so he dropped the album, not the album, I'm sorry, the song. It wasn't a traditional trajectory. Like, he had a record label and his record was released. Right. He did one of those, drop it online, it became viral. So when he first dropped it on SoundCloud, he listed it as a country record, and he also listed it as a country record on iTunes. Okay. So, I mean, granted, you could say he did that to kind of, like, mess with the system so he doesn't have so many hip-hop tracks to compete against. He admittedly did that, yes. Yeah, I know. Shut up. I'm just saying. I am not... Yeah, I know. Anyway, I like to think he had the best things in mind at all times. My opening statement was, (laughs) Lil Nas X gamed the Billboard charts like Republicans gamed the Electoral College in 2016. I don't think it's actually not country, though. I think it is. A combo. But, anyway. but the success that he found off of it was by working within the confines of a system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. to sort of get okay. higher and higher, yeah. Thank you for giving up your thesis statement. <laughs> anyway. It is no and, longer my um, opening statement. <laughs> celebrities also kind of had his back. Notably, Billy Ray Cyrus mm-hmm. uh, said that he supported Lil Nas X, which led to them collaborating. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of online support of him a lot of them saying that he was excluded because excuse me country music is generally known to turn his back on black artists so uh in an interview Lil Nas X is asked do you think your removal from the country chart had racial undertones and he says I believe whenever you're trying something new it's always going to get some kind of bad reception for example when rap started or when rock and roll began but with country trap I in no way want to take credit for that. Right. I believe Young Thug would be one of the biggest pioneers in that. I don't know who that is. Do you? Uh, a little bit. I was more just thinking of, like, Nelly. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So, I then read an NPR article, and the person who wrote the article, their opinion was, quote, The song is definitely a rap song, but who decides yep. what is or isn't country music is very subjective said Sam Sanders, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute. Uh, He goes on to say, lots of folks are saying, hey, Billboard, hey, country, you allow white artists to get on these charts with songs that aren't quite country all the time. There are artists like Sam Hunt, who are clearly influenced by hip-hop, or artists like Taylor Swift, who made country songs that were more pop than country for years. I enunciated very weirdly in that sentence, but the point remains. I think we were all going to let it go. (laughs) <laughs> Another person, founder of BMD Agency in Nashville, a guy named Shane Morris, says part of the pushback against Lil Nas X wasn't just related to race. It was also the country industry being afraid of how the rapper emerged on social media mm-hmm. without going through the traditional Nashville gatekeepers. Very Trumpian. Yeah. <laughs> so, and 
country music gatekeepers are certainly selective about they how they you know use their influence. Pete, have you heard the song "Meant to Be" with Baby Rexa and Georgia Line, Florida Georgia Line? No, definitely not. Okay, that's been played like on the radio a thousand times. Uh, and also, again, mentions that Taylor Swift can easily get a spot on the country charts, even though like. When's the last time her song had a banjo or like even an acoustic guitar? Yeah. Um, and white country artists that collaborate with rappers also tend to get a pass. Someone named Jason Aldean collaborated with Ludacris for a remix of his country number one, Dirt Road Anthem. And Nelly was featured on Florida Georgia Line's bro country classic cruise, whatever that is. Uh, yet when black rappers rap from country styles, they are generally denied a seat at the table. Uh, if you are considered a country artist making country rap, it's okay. But if you're considered a rap, a rapper and making country rap, the perception is a little bit different. So. And I think if you do approach this from like a big thought perspective, it's like adding hip hop to country threatens what these people know country to be. And in order to maintain some of the control over, you know, the traditions and what this thing was founded on and blah, 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 yeah. you really find a lot of parallels that sort of correspond to America. America was built on Christianity, you know, like that sort of stuff. And oh, you kinda, yeah. You're yeah. kind of like, whoa, this is a micro thing of a big, big thing. And it is. It's interesting how people get very worked up over it. Absolutely. So whatever. Lil Nas X is here to say whether or not you like it. <laughs> More of these little bit, little little controversies, just like internet controversies. Wrangler Jeans uh, recently announced a partnership with Lil Nas X, and you know Wrangler Jeans are generally seen as like a, a country countryman pants. It should be noted, Lil Nas X is from Atlanta, okay, yeah, which is, is in the is. south, and yeah. he said he's like, I wore Wranglers growing up, like I was a kid in Atlanta. You wore Wranglers. <laughs> So Wrangler decided to collaborate with him. And in his song, he has a lyric. Cowboy hat from Gucci, Wrangler on my booty. Can't nobody tell me nothing. And I gotta say, that's one of my favorite lyrics. I was like, he said booty, that's so cute. Anyway, and so uh, just the other day, May 20th, uh, the denim brand dropped the limited collection, which had some fun things in it. Uh, the collection features graphic tees, a denim shirt, shorts and jeans for men and women that incorporate like lyrics uh, or like iconography from just today they posted a trailer for an upcoming Rambo movie and they used the song in it really oh yeah. man good for him <laughs> however a whole bunch of people were bitching on Twitter immediately and a lot of people were calling for people to boycott Wrangler because he is not quote unquote a true cowboy and a true cowboy would never listen to Lil Nas X. Yeah, because they would be like too one, racist. <laughs> yeah, just one quote someone on Instagram wrote, This makes me not want to buy Wrangler jeans anymore, to be honest. The cowboy spirit is nothing to be made fun of. And right. Wrangler decided to, you know, actually reply, uh, saying, We have a long history of using the platform of popular music to embrace a new generation of fans while staying true to our Western heritage. So, and then, like, some people who were, of course, defending him, being like, bitch, black cowboys exist. Like, so you f***ing roll. And so I, uh, I'm going to go more in-depth with this, but I realize, like, this is its own topic in itself. But I was reading a Smithsonian article about African-American cowboys, and apparently historians think that one in four cowboys were actually black, which is yep. way more than I saw coming. Basically, to paraphrase what I was reading, focusing on, like, Texas, Texas joined the Confederacy, uh, a lot of Texas ranchers had to go fight in the war, and they depended on, there was still slavery at the time, so they just depended on their slaves to maintain their land and the cattle herds, and so the slaves developed a lot of the skills to general, like, cattle tending and, like, dealing with horses and stuff. Ranchers returned from the war. And there was a lot of issues with the herds in general. Barbed wire hadn't been invented yet, which is an interesting just thing just to think about. And so basically they recruited a lot of, uh, well, then eventually the slaves were freed, and they recruited a lot of 
freed slaves to kind of work on their ranches, and basically African Americans became a big part of, of cowboy culture. Yeah, so basically right after the Civil War, being a cowboy was one of the few jobs open to men of color who wanted to not serve as elevator operators or delivery boys or some other occupation. And African-American cowboys faced discrimination in the towns they passed through, but within their crews, they generally found respect and a level of equality unknown to other African-Americans of the era. So even though it's not often or ever, I don't even know, in cowboy movies, African-Americans played a significant role in cowboy culture. So honestly, African-Americans have every right to, you know, be making songs. It's definitely cowboy culture is not a white thing. White yeah. people are kind of commandeering it, but it's it's definitely historically not a white thing. So it's a Hollywood portrayal of it, which doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it's true. Exactly. And then yeah. That's that's that. Now Pete will kind of backtrack and tell us more about Little Nas X. Right. <laughs> I was more fascinated with the man behind the pro- the project or the vision, <laughs> and like. <laughs> I have some judgmental things to say along the way, but I don't dislike Lil Nas X. In fact, I'm very interested to see what's going to come next from him. He's dropping an album pretty soon. I yeah, hope it's a well. <laughs> go home. Guys, I'm sorry. Before I get into this, I should also let, I should also just mention a few words and let you listen to Marissa freak out. Marissa, Chocolate mm-hmm. Rain. Yeah, I love Chocolate Rain. Yeah. What about Chocolate Rain? Chocolate Rain is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Chocolate Rain is f***ing amazing. What, are you trying to say that that says something? F*** you, Pete. Chocolate Rain is such an amazing song. I was like, I was like, why am I going to freak out? And then it hit me that you're trying to say that that says something about me. F*** you. I wasn't trying to say that it says something about you, but that you can have a really viral song and, like, not necessarily drop an amazing album. Not necessarily drop an amazing album afterward. I loved all of his releases after Chocolate Rain. I have every song Tate Zande has made after Chocolate Rain, and I listen to it unironically. I believe you. Okay. (laughs) And I I urge you all to listen to Tate Zande's music. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse tack is attached. Hat is mad. So, Lil Nas X is a person who methodically, this is my opinion, built a memeable song <laughs> that hacked together two musical genres that have really zealous fans at a time when somewhere else in the world these two cultures were being like crossed over in some way out in like fashion circles i kept seeing that but when i don't remember that like i don't remember western being in he has built a fortune on this song in an interview with rolling stone he goes I might be a millionaire, if not, probably by the end of next week. <laughs> Good for him. Right. Lil Nas X's success is a lot more fun than if you think about the 2016 presidential election. Because, again, nobody's getting hurt off of this or anything like that. Engineering Old Town Road to me... Can white people be getting butt hurt? Okay, sorry. ...is deliberate. So he sort of put this thing together, and it's where I end up making him sound like a bit of a genius, but I really like the truth behind it, which is he sees or plays Red Dead Redemption 2, and he gets to thinking about cowboys. He thinks cowboys, and then he thinks about country music. His brief musical experience prior to this is with hip-hop, and so he takes his hip-hop, and he puts in some country, he marries the two, built off of a video game that enchanted tons of people in 2018, and a beat that he bought online. Then the song finds its way over to TikTok so that people can do what they do on TikTok, which in this particular case is generate videos where they're wearing normal clothes one minute, and then suddenly they are all cowboyed up the next frame. (laughs) I still don't even get how TikTok works, but continue. This is all to say that this is very cute. And like I said, it is very harmless. None of this is a big deal. Anyone who gets mad about anything related to the song is really mad about something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
in fact, I kind of like the story and hopefully it inspires some of you out there, people who are creative but are having trouble figuring out where to focus your creative energy, much like Marissa and I find ourselves many times throughout our lives. <laughs> Pulling from sources like Wikipedia, Oprah Magazine, uh, Rolling Stone, and New York Magazine, I give you a little bit about Montero Lamar Hill, a.k.a. Lil Nas X. He was born and raised in Georgia, played trumpet from 4th grade to 11th grade. He dropped it because he thought it was nerdy. He graduated from high school in 2017. Then he went on to attend the University of West Georgia for a year, crashing on his sister's couch and working two jobs. He was also composing choose-your-own-adventure tweets. What? They're basically, what does that mean? They're, it's a tweet, and it's a hypothetical scenario, and then you click one of two subtweets to choose your path and well, ultimately I kind of think somebody does because <laughs> it's interesting i don't know no but you make it seem like he was like making a concerted effort rather than casually oh yeah yeah because basically as you go through it there's many many layers and you end up telling a whole story life is weird but continue right i'm it's, old it's, it's it's at a Twitter account called Views from Nas, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, not that case matters on Twitter, because I am young and cool. <laughs> <laughs> he also apparently ran a Nicki Minaj fan account on Twitter as well, which oh, we'll cover in a bit. But <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit. He also did oh, funny no, stuff on Facebook. Don't bad about him. <laughs> no, I won't. He did okay. funny stuff on Facebook. It's just something weird about that. He funny things adorable. on Facebook. Funny things on Vine. Basically was the technological predecessor to TikTok, and then TikTok helped him so much with Old Town Road, it all kind of comes together pretty well. Yeah. Now, if you explore Lil Nas X's history, his SoundCloud has pop culture-esque songs, like a song called Sonic Shit, which samples a bunch of Sonic the Hedgehog sounds. Oh, that's fun. Over a pretty cliche set of I'm Better Than You lyrics. It's not oh. my favorite thing to listen to in rap. Uh, then he has a song called Grab That, which explores the cre- cliches, I'm horny for you, in the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> then oh, he, okay. in other songs, he references Kim Jong-un, Thanos, Donald Trump, etc. All of it in titles, but the songs aren't necessarily about these particular characters. So it starts to really become clear that he's trying to use keywords that people will click on or recognize so that perhaps he can climb the charts or get more attention. Can't fault him for that. He actually admitted these days. Right. He admitted to Time magazine that part of the reason he tagged Old Town, right? Yeah, yeah Old Town Road. Road. I have Old Country Road. Uh, <laughs> as a country <laughs> song. Is because SoundCloud is loaded with rappers, but if he wanted to climb a chart to demonstrate success, he'd probably have better success if he yeah, sort of went for those country fans, perhaps. On a related note, his very first song posted to SoundCloud is called Shame, and it sounds like SoundCloud rap. And this is a genre that that is real. I don't even know what that means. People are making rap out of their home. I literally don't know what that means. Uploading it to SoundCloud. So it sounds pretty lazy. It sounds pretty uninspired. There's a lot of cliches, and there's very little heart. But it's like he's emulating other SoundCloud rappers. So again, I'm not going to hold that against him. Also, he's a child! Right. And I'm 36 years old, and when I need to, like, I don't know, put together a graphic design for an invitation, I start browsing other people's invitations. <laughs> like, yeah. it's the way you sort of learn the craft. It's uh, when I was learning to draw as a child, they said, use tracing paper and trace the figures so you can get your hand to learn the, the you know, the way to move. Anyway, a year passes from shame uh, being on SoundCloud and Old Town Road sparks attention because, in my opinion, it's silly and it's stupid. And not it's because- adorable. It's not stupid. I'm not saying it's amazing. I think it's adorable. It's not because that it's musically much better than Shame, but it's because it's fun. How about we say fun, Marissa? Yes, it is very fun. <laughs> People fall downstairs too, though, and that goes viral because it's funny. But no, that's not funny, though. That's not funny. <laughs> though, as I wrote that, I was like, I don't know. A video of me falling down the stairs would be me in a very vulnerable state. That would make me sad. I hate watching videos of people falling. Oh, I should mention that there is an exception to the cliche, and that is the second song underneath Old Town Road. I, I'm pretty sure it's the second one, called Carry On. Are you familiar? Okay. No, I actually... 
was looking on Spotify and they only have Old Town Road, so I need to go on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, places where you can get little Nas X things. Although oh, Marissa okay. said, Pete, you have to make sure that you watch the video because I'm going to talk about it during the thing. And I had to accidentally watch like five videos before I found the Billy Ray song. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> did you watch the Red Dead Redemption one? Yep. <laughs> you thought, did you think for a moment that's what I wanted you to watch? Yeah, yeah, for oh, a moment. God, Pete. <laughs> um, but there is an exception. It's a song called Carry On. And it examines some of his family history because Lil Nas X was born and spent most of his life in Atlanta. But partway through his time in Atlanta, he decided to move outside of the city to a suburb where his father lived and had remarried and had other kids, I think. And basically, he sort of took himself out of the scary city of Atlanta, put him into a suburb. And I think it gave him the opportunity to sort of find himself a little bit more rather than the phrase he uses is sort of like falling in with the wrong group of people or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. But at the same time, if you look at it, his father left him with his mother, and then when he went with his father, I think he felt a little abandoned by his mother as well. All this stuff starts to come out on Carry On, and I'm like, way to go. This is what I'm more interested in. Yeah, yeah. So through being a young creative with little focus comes a guy who's browsing beats online. In case you didn't know that, you can actually just go out and buy beats from people on a number of different websites. Producers go out and they build these sort of loops or beats on programs like Fruity Loops or other ones. Um, not so much garage band per se, but things that have a lot of like bells and whistles with them. Uh, and then you can buy them for a wide range of prices. The beat for Carry On is by a producer named Winter, W-I-W-Y-N-T-E-R. And that, their, that producer's beats go for 10 to $20. The producer for Old Town Road averages $40 a beat. So, oh my God, Lil Nas X buys it for 40 bucks, builds this song, and puts it out there. <laughs> That's brutal. That producer is named Young Keo, and he uh, has been posting loops and beats for quite a while on this his particular site. Uh, these sites are like stock photo websites. If you take a picture of like some person smiling or like a stapler and you put it up on a stock photo website, you might get some residuals from it if you're getting paid for it, but you don't know what people are doing with it. Like I could yeah. pull out the stapler and like shove it in a person's mouth and you'd be like, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, that's not the creative depiction that I had in mind when I took that beautiful shot of a stapler. Yeah. <laughs> so, Young Keo had no idea that Old Town Road was actually blowing up until mm-hmm. somebody who knew him, which I feel bad because in the interview he goes, some girl on Instagram tagged me. And it's like, dude, you know she's a girl that you know. <laughs> so some girl on Instagram tags him and uh, he follows up and he looks up the, sa- the song on SoundCloud and sees that there's been 10,000 plays. So he reaches out to Lil Nas X and he goes, hey, could you credit me? It's my beat, um, and I know that you paid for it, but if you could throw my name on there, I could get a lot of attention for it too. And Lil Nas X totally did it. Do you know why? Because this is all fun and games. This is all chill and nice. That makes me so happy. There's no reason anybody should be getting mad over anything. Yeah. (laughs) Also... Since Young Keo sampled a Nine Inch Nails song called 34 Ghosts 4 on the beat, now Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are also attached to the creation of this particular song. How would that guy get away with doing that, though? Basically, the way that it worked is the producer made the beat, he took a sample, and then he built more stuff on it. I, I'm wondering if it's like a you only use X percentage or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. But then, if you are going to build a song and sell it someplace... Like, you need to sort of rope everybody in. And so, yeah, the, the, the team behind Lil Nas X now uh, has sort of cleared that stuff and everything's cool. And, you okay. know, again, I think Nine Inch Nails is probably just like, yeah, sure. I mean, we make enough money, but what's, yeah. what's more? Hey, go for it. Yeah, Yo, yeah. Uh, he is 19 years old. Lil Nas X is 20 years old. Wow. Michael Pelchat is 21 years old. He is known as Nice Michael on TikTok, and he is the first guy who uploaded a video of himself transforming from a normie to a cowboy over the song Old Town Road. So basically, he's standing there, and he's like rubbing his chin, and he's listening to this Old Town Road song, and then he jumps, and by the time he lands, he's in cowboy clothes, and then he starts doing a hokey, cliche, cowboy, you know, square dance type move. People seem to love it. And they they did it by the millions, guys. Wow. Uh, there you can see compilations of them on YouTube, uh, but 
they're really... Well, uh, why would you? Yeah, they're not great. Uh, if you've done one, I'm sorry. This, mixed with the trend, uh, the rising trend of the hashtag Yeehaw agenda, uh, turned the song viral and meme-worthy. Many of the videos, like I said, I feel like are pretty lame, and they sort of demonstrate a complete lack of understanding about cowboy culture and the Yeehaw agenda, because... Most of the time, like especially if it's a, a female who's doing it, and by the way, most of them are kids on TikTok, they jump up in the air wearing like a sweatshirt and baggy sweats, and then when they land, they're wearing jeans, a white tank top, and they have pigtails. And it's what? like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So anyway, Pelchat has actually repeated this trend with other artists, generating a million-plus copies or uses of songs on TikTok after he makes a dumb video using them. Uh, his first attempt was a song called Leave Me Alone, which for some reason I had heard of. You can look it up if you want. I don't remember who it's by. But basically, it's about a guy who's like, leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> and it's like it's like a guy who's kind of like, stop bothering me, everybody. Not Michael Jackson? No, no, it's okay. not that one. <laughs> Okay. So Nice Michael takes this video where this guy is like angry and he's telling everybody to stop bothering him and he just smiles the whole entire time. Okay. And so he's offering sort of an anti-theme of the song itself and people, I guess, seem to really like the irony so they started doing it too. Now he's trying to leverage his online successes into money, which is not easy. And currently he works as a sort of display checker where he goes into supermarkets and makes sure that they are accurate, that they are displaying accurate depictions of the sales for the companies that he works. Wait, how is that? How is that linked at all? It's not. I was just telling you what his job is. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Lil Nas X was very open and accommodating to each player in this journey. He allowed Nice Michael, who, by the way, DM'd him, I think, and said, can I put this on TikTok? And he was like, sure, go for it. Yeah, yeah. And this all seems to stem from being part of a generation of creatives that borrow openly to generate new art from old stuff. That's kind of cool, I gotta say. And Lil Nas X, you know, with the sonic samples and stuff like that, musically he had done a some similar things but he disassociates himself now from a Nicki Minaj account that was called Nas Nas Minaj (laughs) oh my god I love it um but basically with that account it started as a Nicki Minaj fan account and then it turned into a sort of just one of those meme accounts out there he would generate and repost sort of like nebulous stuff that didn't really have like a specific through line or anything like that. He became like a meme guy. And I wonder yeah. if that might be part of the reason why. He's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I feel like Nicki Minaj, I'm not going to say that she has aged well in terms of reputation or anything, but like she hasn't gotten worse, right? Yeah, yeah. She's kind <laughs> of consistent. And then there's brush ups with Cardi B, but other than that. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. One of the memes that he covered, or that he produced, I should say. Oh, by the way, I should put a big asterisk here just in case Lil Nas X's team are listening to this. Allegedly. This is all alleged. Because his team denies his affiliation with this. But one was a post where there were three pictures, and it said, had a party for Doug and nobody came. Or no owners came, or something like that. And there's a table with a bunch of dog dishes and balloons. And then there's like a place setting with a dog dish and balloons. And then there's a sad bulldog <laughs> sitting Aww. on the couch. And uh, Twitter seemed to love it. And BuzzFeed followed this story and did a bunch of research and discovered that there is no such thing as this dog, Doug. And there was no birthday party. <laughs> what? How would they so, prove that? <laughs> I think they discovered it was a stock photo or something like that. Oh, gosh. By the way, guys, Billy Ray Cyrus, 57 years old. I didn't even bother to paraphrase anything related to Billy Ray Cyrus because he says all the stupidest shit himself. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Quote, I never thought that at 57 I'd get to do this again. End quote. He marvels. He seems genuinely thrilled to be working with Lil Nas X, whom he calls a, quote, genius and, quote, great thinker, and compares with a straight face to both Thomas Edison and Henry Ford. Okay. Okay. I love their partnership, but that's a bit heavy-handed. Quote, I think Lil Nas is a hero who came along when the world needed a hero. At a time when we're so divided, he is a light in the universe. You know what, Pete? He is a hero. I agree. Lil Nas X is the hero we've been waiting for. 
Last I quote. actually don't mind that quote. <laughs> <laughs> Last quote. It's a double-edged sword to have a monster hit like this right out of the box, and I'm the one guy who can understand that. This is going to sound crazy, but I almost think of Nas like a son. <laughs> End quote. Yeah, and I think the last ex also said that Billy Ray was like his second father or something. They seem like the, a real... The writer of the article says, in parentheses, eavesdropping on a nearby couch, Noah, his actual daughter, <laughs> snorts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in this in this particular article about their collaboration, it was like it, I think the, I feel like the writer wrote it with like a little bit of poking fun at this kind of relationship okay. because it was like after this quote, I think of him almost like a son. He goes, um, he's also given Lil Nas X advice, and the quote is like he told me to buy land, and that's like the end of the quote. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Marissa already mentioned this, but Old Town Road has reached number one in, this is the part that blows my mind, in the U.S. on a number of different charts. Also in Australia. Also in Canada. In Denmark. In Norway. In New Zealand. Oh, I'm so happy for him. Number two in Sweden. And I listened to the song that was number one, and I wasn't really that impressed. Um, so, like I said at the start, I'm interested to see where Lil Nas X goes next. His first track on SoundCloud featured him saying his rhymes were the best and that people were jealous of him, even though it was the very first thing that he kind of put out. Also, he dipped into personal experiences with Carry On, but poking fun at Cowboys got him worldwide attention and recognition, and that's Again, money and fame. I don't think it's quote poking fun. Talking cheek, a little silly. I don't think it's actively poking fun at them. I feel like poking fun, and uh, if I said making fun, I would, I think, be serious about it. But I feel like poking fun is the same as like tongue in cheek. But okay. I agree. I concur with your judgment. <laughs> okay. um, I think sometimes though, when people do things that are kitsch and try to build on top of it, it can be really interesting or really sad. Um, if you think of. You know, not the same by any means, but if you think of Jim Carrey getting famous being a comedic actor and then wanting to be a dramatic actor, that sort of transition. You know, is somebody able to make that transition successfully and still be taken seriously? Unfortunately, from what I have seen so far, Lil Nas X seems to be really, you know, really obsessed with this idea of climbing the charts, getting shares, you know, becoming famous on social media. So my question is... What is Lil Nas X going to do when he's the guy setting the trends instead of trying to follow them? Oh. That's what I'm interested to see. Okay. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope he's not a one-hit wonder. And if he is, it's a good hit. Yeah. Except, this is another thing that I noticed. Well, this kind of relates to my plug. But one of the things that I noticed in this sort of like, this world that he particularly lives in, with this online rapping and and new young rappers mm-hmm. songs are like two to three minutes some of them are like a minute <laughs> wow okay and um and I, it's interesting because i always had that sort of when marissa and i were going to writing school people were like nobody wants to read your short stories they want to read a novel and i'm like but everybody's talking about how nobody has a long attention span anymore i would much rather read a short story than a 400 page novel and I'm wondering if it's starting to translate here, where it's like nobody wants to listen to a three or four minute song because your attention is gone after one or two minutes. Oh gosh, I hope not. That's weird. But the other thing that I like about it is it gets to demonstrate so much creativity on the part of the artist because there's like 12 tracks that go in 12 different directions. Yeah, A lot yeah. of people wouldn't like that, but I've I've always liked that when I listen to something new in music because I feel like it gives me the whole range of what the artist is capable of and then I'll find myself going man I really hope they do a whole album that sounds like track four you know yeah if you're like wow he puts a lot of thought into things he's have a radio show yeah I'm not quite as deep into things as Pete I'm just like this is fun <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> so yeah well, that was interesting that was a nice that was a nice collaboration we did there just like Lil Nas and Billy Ray. Yeah. And in this case, I'm Lil Nas. And you're Billy Ray. Because you're brown. <laughs> yeah! I'm younger, but also brown, yeah. Okay. And I'm 57. <laughs> yeah, me too. In my heart. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I'm really just going to smash in with my plug first because it is so closely related, but, so I'm going to play the plug scene. Bye! It's time for... 
One of the weird things that came up in this episode for me is this concept of online rappers, and it's like a never-ending genre that doesn't seem to be focused on longevity or albums or artists. But in the moment you hear a song, you really like it, you champion that song, and by next month you might not even know about it anymore. Now, that's not what's happening with Lil Nas X, but it happens with most of the songs. So if you hear a song that you like, and you're like, man, I really want to follow up with this artist, you might run into a situation like, marissa ran into where you look up the artist on spotify and there's just one song yeah <laughs> and so it's it's hard to sort of really deep dive into some of these artists when you um find them but probably a, like a year ago i plugged on this show a song called i'm depressed which i love <laughs> i know by an artist who's called cash K-A-5-S-H. I'm depressed. I must be for four days and never rest. You're all irritated. I'm not impressed. But I'm depressed, babe. But I'm depressed. But I'm depressed, babe. But I'm depressed. Okay. You can look him up on Spotify, and he's got songs. Basically, I just kind of wanted... I love that song, and I just wanted to throw his name out there. Because if you're looking to sort of see how far somebody can get with this sort of stuff, you know, it's it's interesting to see a couple of songs that he has, and there's a lot of one-offs and stuff like that. He has a maybe like a seven-song, ten-song album, but they're short songs, that sort of thing. So it's difficult because just like a working writer, you know, you have to have a job and do your art on the side in a lot of cases. And so Lil Nas X was working at a, a restaurant and a an amusement park the summer that he was saying or the summer that he was at his sister's also trying to sort of see what to do next after his one year of college which by the way he didn't quit per se he just freaking launched off the planet <laughs> oh but i thought he did quit he didn't i mean he's not going but i don't oh, think oh, it was yeah, like yeah, okay, f okay. college because in one of his um better than everybody raps he's talking about how much smarter he is because he goes to college yeah, yeah. um Another person out there is Cool AD, who was of the group Das Racist. And this guy releases music constantly, all year round. Some of his collections have seven songs. Some of them have 20 songs. Some of the songs are one minute. Some of them are six minutes. And then on top of that, he produces a ton of graphic art, original prints and stuff like that on a regular basis, and he sells that on Instagram. So being a creative in today's sort of social media thing is really freaking hard. <laughs> It, prov- it provides a lot of opportunity and makes a lot of sort of the the tools that you need. It puts them at your fingertips, but it's really hard to get your art out there. And so often when I teach art in my class, I'm always like, you know, don't go out there trying to make a million dollars. If you do, that's great. But make the art because it matters to you, and hopefully that success will follow. And if it doesn't, you just change change your definition of what success means. Yes. That's something me and Pete have had to do. <laughs> As my friend who listens to the show, Aaron, would say, sometimes success is just making sure that you put your clothes on in the morning. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I she like goes, do your that. socks match today, Pete? And I go, yes, Aaron. And she goes, well, that's a win. <laughs> oh, that's cute. She seems sweet. My plug is go Google Tay Zonde and listen to what he's done besides Chocolate Rain. I personally recommend the song Lifetime Limbo and Someday. Sing a song, I don't care whether all the pieces fit together Lollipops and traffic stops Dancing on an old rooftop All right. Yeah, that's all. Want to know a secret? No. Yes? I don't know what Chocolate Rain sounds like. What the f***? You never even heard it? No, I've heard it. It's just gone. It's not in my Chocolate head. Rain. This is Some all I know. A baby's born, I remember that part now. Yeah, I forgot what. Uh, oh, Chocolate wait, rain. everybody. Before we're done, I just wanted to make sure that I could follow up on something that I mentioned earlier in the show. What is this? This is Marissa music, guys. Dancing 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know how to stop it. I don't, are you keeping that in the show? Oh, sure, yeah, if you're cool okay. with it. Uh, if you could hear any of it, it sounds real bad. Me and my friend Greg Gover made a concept band for an afternoon where we Not decided we wanted to sound like high school students starting a band. And he was like, sing real bad. But like, I got too much into the singing bad. And at a point, I started like having a baby lisp, like <laughs> dancing with the devil. Like, it's just like, spiral. It's real bad. <laughs> Yeah, please send it to me ASAP. It's the highlight of my life. I'm going to go put it on uh, Google Drive in our shared folder. And our band is called Flavor of Sin. Flavors of Sin. Now, just so you know, <laughs> these are labeled Midget. Okay, and then cool. a fake song. Yay! <laughs> thank you. I'm very excited. You're welcome. I was glad that I found them because I know it had been sitting there, but I was like, I, that was something that I ripped. I don't remember what it is, but... Yeah. Other than that, guys, you can follow us online, like Marissa's friend. Cam. Or you could call us, like my friend James, like our friend James. Excuse me. Yes. I like you, James. We have a 10 or 11 reviews on iTunes. We are a five-star podcast on iTunes. Nice. Thanks, everybody, for that who has helped out with that. If nice. you haven't, please feel free. Write a review there if you want. If you could figure out how to rate on anything else, too, go for it. Uh, we would appreciate it. 570-PODWOD1 is our phone number, and on Twitter, we are at Y'all Heard Pod. I'm Lisa. a sandal on Instagram if you want to slime into my DMs. I said slime, but I'm I know, slime. and I thought it was funny because you haven't talked about slime on the show in a long time. I know. I think we have a topic for next week. Ooh. Bye, everybody. Bye.